On this enchanting now playing episode of View the Right Thing, Wes and Desi re-enter the wizarding world of author J.K. Rowling as they watch as a young Albus Dumbledore team up with Newt Scamander to confront the dark wizard Gallert Grindelwald before he can fulfill his plan to create an army of wizards to rule over those without magic abilities. Get your wands and sort yourselves for this now playing installment review of Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, here on View the Right Thing. Hey, welcome back to another episode of View the Right Things Now Playing. There's still some question about, are we calling it that? Is it a short episode? Is it a normal length episode? Who knows? I think it depends on the movie. I mean, how much do we have to talk about? Desi's with me, and we are going to talk about Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, As always, we're going to say whether we like the film and whether we recommend the price of the ticket especially for people who have families. Um, this is this is something to consider for a film like this. Uh, and then we'll get into spoilers. And we will talk spoilers. If you are a Harry Potter fan and have not seen the film, you probably want to see the film because we will ruin something. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Desiree, yes. how did you feel about this film? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um... Yeah, if you're a Harry Potter fan, you like if you like that universe, definitely go see it. Um, I think, I think it has you know the elements that you liked from the first Fantastic Beasts, like Niffler, <laughs> Niffler, <laughs> and uh, Picket, yeah, and Picket, yeah, and. <clears throat> I, don't know. I think I don't know. I may not have <laughs> been. At me like, it may not have quite. It may not have been quite as good as the first one, but I I liked it. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I liked the movie. I had a pretty good time watching it. I thought it seemed too long. Um, I thought I, I thought I thought there were scenes that like didn't necessarily they could have they could have delivered information in a better way. It felt like oh we need this is the moment where we need to have some sort of big special effect thing we need to show some big creature and have a chase scene or something right um and it felt like they were doing that for the sake of doing it rather than actually us needing to move the story along because at this at this stage of the story i think this is i think this is going to be another one of those like five to seven movie things storylines yeah um i think the i think this whole the whole series is supposed to take place over 19 years so, you know, it's it's going to be a few more movies. So I don't necessarily feel like anybody's in danger at this point. Right. I'm not afraid for anybody's life. So these chase scenes don't really serve a lot of a pur- purpose except for, oh, this might look cool in 3D. <laughs> um, so we uh, we did see it in 3D, actually. Yeah, we did. Um, and I thought the 3D was pretty good. Yeah, I did too. I How do you feel? So I, I agree that if you're a Harry Potter fan, you have to see it. I don't know if you have to see it at the most expensive ticket price or anything. Yeah, I mean, I liked seeing it in 3D. I don't know that it's necessary to see it. Would in you 3D. recommend a $20 ticket to somebody? Uh, I think if you're a really big fan. If you're a diehard fan. Yeah. Yeah, okay. If you just like want to take your kids, you know, maybe not. If they don't care that much about 3D or you don't care that much about 3D, don't spend the money on it. It, it was it was neat for it, but it didn't um it didn't feel like it was necessary. There yeah. are some movies where I'm like, oh, it's necessary to see this in 3D. But yeah. this was not one of them. Um, I, I, If you're 
if you like the series but you're not like a massive fan like if you've read all the books it's one thing but um if you're not a major harry potter fan if you don't know this, what house you are yeah you <laughs> <laughs> you probably could do a matinee and and be very happy <laughs> i i i actually felt even though i had a good time and i enjoyed the film that's partially because i'm such a big harry potter fan i've read the book so many times mm-hmm. um I actually thought the movie was kind of middle of the road. Um, like I said, I thought it was a little over long. Um, a lot of shoe leather, as they say. Um, pacing issues, mostly. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more. All right. Well, before we get spoiler heavy, I just <laughs> want to talk about the Fantasy Movie League ad. Okay. So AMC is running a Fantasy Movie. So what they do is every couple weeks... They put out a new Fantasy Movie League ad before the uh, feature present in, in the pre-show. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Before the previews of other movies. And they always have like, you know, screenshots or posters of current movies that are out. And then they always kind of cater the dialogue that the announcer is saying to to be relevant to some movie. And so currently they're saying. Well, so they're, they're kind of catering it towards, I think, this movie. Yeah. And, and they're like. Don't be a Hufflepuff. Like Download the app. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Desi dropping the F-bombs. Yeah. Sorry. But come on, man. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a Hufflepuff. There's nothing Hufflepuffs wrong. Hufflepuffs are awesome. So yeah. I'm calling you out, Fantasy Movie League. You want to guess what house Desi's in? Anyone? Hufflepuff for life. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. We, we tweeted at Fantasy Movie League. Um, and, and it's funny, too, that they sort of like... I don't. I honestly. I mean, obviously, they didn't. They didn't mean anything mean or anything about it. But uh, it's funny because you know, fantasy movie league is supposed to be like, hey, do you know movies? You think you you think you you know what's popular and what's hip? And for people that are supposed to be movie knowledgeable, Newt Scamander, the hero of the Fantastic Beasts, is a Hufflepuff. He's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> he wears the golden and black scarf. Yeah. So. Um, you know, bad form, bad form. Fantasy yeah. movie league, and and I even heard somebody else in the theater go, ah, oh. yeah, <laughs> like like I wasn't the only one offended. <laughs> uh, it was a different time. It was a different than time the, that yeah, we saw it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So, uh, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? All come right, on, come on, marketing team. What were you thinking? Yeah. So let's let's start getting a little spoilery. Um, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald picks up uh, a year or two after the first film, I think. Um, the, yeah. His about... books come out mm-hmm. and Grindelwald's hair is grown out and yeah. uh, and he's be- he's going to be transferred back to Europe to answer for his crimes when a daring escape happens. Yes. And chaos ensues. Um, okay. So we're definitely getting into spoilers now. Yes. Here's my main problem with this film. Go. I'm just going to just start right off the top of the bat. Throw it out there. This movie is called Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Did we see Fantastic Beasts? Yes. Yes. Was this movie full of crimes of Grindelwald? Absolutely not. You hardly see Grindelwald do anything in this film. And it's about the crimes of Grindelwald. You don't even hear very much about his past crimes. No, yeah. It's... I don't. It's like he's already he's already in jail. Like he escapes from jail, obviously. So I guess that's a crime. He does Escaping. commit some crimes. He does commit some crimes in this, but 
Not very many. Yeah, it's not. It's not. The movie's not about that. <laughs> the movie is almost two and a half hours long. And he does. <laughs> yeah, the movie is not about him committing crimes. It's not about the crimes he's committed. It's about. So this is the other problem I have with it. It's it's almost Lord of the Rings like. And I could only imagine <laughs> if you weren't. Well, I mean, let me let me clarify that here. How I feel about Lord of the Rings. I've never read the books. And every time I've tried to watch any Lord of the Rings, I've seen all of them, seen all the Hobbit movies. But every time I I watch them, I don't enjoy them very much. And I think this is being made for somebody who understands this history really well, who's read the books. And there's a lot of information that they just sort of like throw out there. And you're like, as somebody who's not a fan, you're just kind of like, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah. (laughs) If you were not a fan of the Harry Potter universe and you saw this film... This movie would be utter nonsense because they don't really ever explain anything. And they say names and and events from history that you are supp- sort of supposed to know. And even as a Harry Potter fan, I didn't know a bunch of the stuff that they were Yeah, there definitely about. were a few. Like, they definitely – like, I was real confused about, uh, like, who they, who they think Credence is. Like – all the Lestrange stuff doesn't make any sense because they've never established it. Right, yeah. They, and they don't really – they don't really explain it to you until almost the end of the movie. And then it's like a real quick explanation that you're like, wait, okay, I think I got that. Like, so, you, so you get this aha moment at the end of the film. But then the problem with that is it was two hours and 15 minutes to get there. And there's like – there's a, there's a really big scene where they um, – again, spoiler – they break into the French Ministry of Magic and to to get a box. Yes. Wait, wait, you're making a face. The fucking French Ministry of Magic almost made me wet my pants. It's amazing. We'll talk about <laughs> okay. that in a minute. Okay. <laughs> let me let me just talk about the the plot part of it and then we can talk about the set Sorry, I'm stuff. sorry. <laughs> so um they break in to get – to open up essentially a safe deposit box or like a case number, a case box. Right, yes. Um, you know, in, in in police movies and stuff, they have to go to the records room and there's some sort of like cardboard box that they got to find with somebody's no, num- case number and, on it. Yeah. That's essentially what they're looking for because it's got the information about a historic wizarding family. Um, everything that happens in that doesn't mean anything. They yeah. Can, they could deliver – all of, what little bit of information you get in that they could have delivered in a much easier way, and it felt like an excuse to do um, a, an action sequence with a beast that also could have been utilized somewhere else in a way that actually advanced the story. Yeah. Um, that's the that's the problem with this film is like it's just full of all this stuff that it does lead somewhere, but it could have been truncated down so it actually felt earned it, yes. and it didn't and it didn't distract you constantly i agree however i will take as much scenes in the ministry the french ministry of magic as i can get i don't know <laughs> i don't know like as cool as it as it was like i i don't need to see all the bureaucracy stuff that's yeah. the kind of stuff that that people don't want in these films they want to understand people's motivations again like Grindelwald, you don't really understand his motivations other than what people say on face value. And it's not until the like last half hour of the film. That's the greatest part of the film was the last half hour. Yeah. It's yeah. the stuff with Grindelwald and Absolutely. his and his group and people being like, you know, pinned down, uh, you know, 
Dumbledore says early in the film, like, if he holds a rally, don't go to the rally. So you end up at a rally at the end of the film. And, and it's like, like oh. this is what you wanted. Like, this is yes. the film you came to go see. But it <coughs> it takes almost two hours to get to that point. And there's, like, a lot of idiot plot stuff. Like, the girl is mad at, um, uh, what's her name? Tina is mad at Newt because she thinks he's engaged over a misunderstanding. But nobody ever actually talks about it until late in the film it's kind of idiot plot stuff that yeah. doesn't advance anything yeah the only thing that kind of falls in that that does advance is um queenie and jacob's relationship yeah and the fact that Definitely. she's charmed him at the beginning mm-hmm. of the film she's willing to do anything to feel comfortable being with him yeah um and that's important but then she disappears for almost the remainder of the film. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, that happens at the beginning of the film. She meets Grindelwald, and then she's gone. Like, you don't see her again until that last half hour. Yeah. So, again, it's like, just move this move this story along and give us the relevant stuff. Because I know you've got a lot of things to share, and you're probably cutting a bunch of things out. And, you know, if we've got five more movies to watch... Don't make this one boring. Right. <laughs> and this one and this one I think critically is probably the least well received as well. Yeah. It felt very chaotic to me for the sake of chaos. There were um I liked conceptually the idea of the breakout scene at the beginning of the film. Yeah. Um everything is so dark and moves so quickly and the shots are so chaotic that like you never really can see anything that's happening. You know, like, oh, he this guy got shot off his broom. Or, oh, this guy fell off the, the carriage. But you don't see yeah. how any of that happens, also, really. Also, I was really confused how it got filled with water at one point. So, the carriage dipped down to the river um, on its side. And he, uh, Grindelwald, I think he tapped the glass. And the water came through the glass. And then, so he filled it up with the water, and then he rose it back up in the sky. Okay, so, see, I'm, like, I think things were happening so quickly, I didn't, it, again, I missed it, that. It was like, very difficult to... I was s- like, wait, why is there so much fucking water in the carriage all of a sudden? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It was very difficult to, uh... <laughs> not, not just why is there water in there, why is it filled with water, but they're not underwater? Like... Yeah, yeah. No, they, he tipped it on its side, filled it up, and then rose back. I did, like, seeing the festrals again. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was neat. Um... The creatures were all cool, except yeah. for the Ministry Cats. The Ministry Cats were stupid. Yeah, they didn't... Uh, they they looked like, like bad digital... CG. Bad, yeah, bad, <laughs> bad CG d- digital. Even the, even the little cat versions of them looked like bad yeah, CG. Yeah, they, they weren't the best done of all the yeah. beasts in the film, unfortunately. But the, the, Chinese, the Chinese beast was cool. I thought the Japanese Kappa was really cool. Don't cover your mouth. I, uh... This keeps covering his mouth on its sand. <laughs> Um, I uh, lost track of what Sorry, I was. Sorry, you're talking about the beasts. The beasts, yeah. Um, Niffler, the baby Nifflers. Baby Nifflers are adorable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know how I felt about the Kelpie. I guess it was okay. Yeah, it was fine. I liked that his assistant had a crush on him. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but, but like, it's not relevant to anything. Yeah, what's though. the point? What's yeah. the, what was the point of the Kelpie thing? Yeah, it wasn't needed. I hope it comes back in another movie, but then at that point, it's like, save it for that film. Yeah. You know, like, uh, yeah. 
we already know that he's good with animals. We know that he takes care of these big, crazy creatures. It seems like they did these things because they felt they needed to have big CG moments in yeah. the film that just didn't really matter. Um, it looks cool. Performances are great. Music is great. James Newton Howard is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it just the story sets are just great. Yeah, sets are great. Just this, it just meanders, which is why like there's so many great things to to counter. Kind of a boring ho hum story. Yeah, one that we've kind of knew what was going to happen. Like it's not like there aren't any great revelations in the film. I don't think. Uh, there's one, one sad moment. No, there's one at the very end of the film. I, I sure. Yeah. Okay. I won't. I'll give you. That. I won't even spoil that. But I'll give you that. That that was that was a, I did not see that one coming. Yeah, but and it makes me like super fucking sad and like want to know how that happened. Which is great for a cliffhanger, but like the movie should have been full of more moments like that yeah. that like grabbed us and made us care about the characters and feel excited or sad. Again, like the one thing that sort of made the most sense that they built early on was the Jacob Queenie relationship. Yeah, and I was. Like, pretty devastated. Uh, spoiler alert. About, uh, major spoiler major alert. Major spoiler alert. But I was super devastated that Queenie ends up going with Grindelwald. Yeah. At the same time, having seen all the other Harry Potter films, you knew it was coming. Yeah. But so, it still broke my heart a little bit. Yeah. No, it's it's totally sad. Um, I got to think she, they're going to get her back. I hope so. I kind of hope they don't, but... <laughs> I'm a sucker for tragedy. <laughs> yeah, you are. Feel bad for Jacob in that case, but yeah. Um, I kind of, I kind of was hoping that we would learn that Jacob actually had a little wizard in him. That maybe like he was pregnant with a tiny yeah, wizard. Yeah, pregnant baby with a tiny. wizard. So, <laughs> so there's and, and it's possible that there's still he still could <clears throat> that still could be a revelation. Um, you would think that the wizards would know this, but maybe yeah. maybe they can't sense it. Maybe there's just a little bit there. Um, yeah, like a like. A, Long, long, you know, like... Like a little Haggerty. You know, like Hagrid yeah. is like half wizard, half... Giant? Like his, yeah, maybe? he's like a giant and a wizard. I guess, or maybe it was... I don't know. Maybe the giant was the wizard, was the witch. I can't remember. But but he's got just enough in there that he can kind of do stuff. Yeah. Um. I felt like there was a little bit of a... Something they just kind of glossed over. So at the end of the first film... Spoiler for the first film. Um, they obliviate Jacob. Or they obliviate all of New York City with well, yeah. magic rain. And in this film, we find out that uh, it only takes away the bad stuff. And he had so many happy things about the about the events that Queenie filled in all the bad stuff. Yeah, which I thought was interesting because... I feel like that's a thing that we... They've never said. Yeah, that, like... Again, there's a lot of... to this movie. There's a a lot of things in this movie where they just say this stuff that they just expect you to just take at face value and go, okay, I guess that's a thing. Yeah, like, it's never been... That's never been explained or been used as a... Well, like the Lestrange thing. thing. They, They treated the Lestrange thing as if it was something we should know. Which is, like, the same feeling I have watching a Lord of the Rings movie. It's like... Ah! Um, but so what I was going to say was, uh, that doesn't totally make sense to me. Yeah. It's Um, a little weird. What would make sense to me is that somebody who maybe has a little bit of wizard in them wouldn't have been obliviated. 
right. completely. Maybe would have been partially obliviated. Right. So I kind of wonder if he's force sensitive, so to speak. Force sensitive. Um, and we're going to find <laughs> out that Jacob's a little bit of a... Because it's, it's... I think it's neat to have a muggle mixed in with them. Yeah. But ultimately, he's either going to have to be sacrificed or he's completely useless at some point. You know what I mean? Like, right. there's only so much this guy can do. Uh, unless he starts to learn. Right. <laughs> um, man, it was. I liked Jula. I liked yeah. Jula a lot in it yeah, as I Dumbledore. Too. Absolutely. I liked that they, you know, sort of said he was gay without saying he was gay in the film. Yeah. They did, they they implied the bond between those two when they interlocked their fingers was something beyond. Yes. And he says that. He says that we're beyond... Beyond friends. Beyond be, beyond brothers, I think is what they said, didn't they? Yeah, something like that. But the, the... So the problem for me with that is that sometimes I feel like they should just say it outright. Like, it's yeah. almost like they're kind of hiding it. Like, like they're... Well, we, we have to remember that also that it's... Even though the Wizarding World is "quote unquote" more advanced, it's still 1930. I guess. <laughs> like, but I just meant t- just generally in the Harry Potter universe, they never really. Well, because it was never important. Like Dumbledore's Dumbledore is a headmaster. His sexuality, like, has no, no importance. So it's not. It's not important. Like he, you never see Dumbledore with a significant other. You know what I mean? Like his yeah, his no, I get what you're saying. his private life just isn't important to those stories, which is why I think J.K. Rowling, outside of that, did say because yeah. she's saying I think it's important for people to know this, but it's not important to what's happening in the stories. Right. Um, I think here it is, it kind of is important. important, and I and I like that they that they are starting to like flirt with that. Yeah. Even it's 1930, so I mean, there's only I don't expect them to be like. You know, yeah, we're we here, we're queer, get, get used to it. They're not going to do that. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but I but I like Jula. I like that casting. Um, I know there's people are unhappy with the Johnny Depp situation. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's, you You know, you could recast him, but he was already in the first one. And maybe it's easier to just have that continuity. But... You know, I get it. I um, first, I believe Amber Heard. Let's say that. Um, I, uh, you know, there's a lot of people involved in in making a movie. Um, he's just one small part of it. I will say his performance is excellent. Yeah. Um, I, I, I he doesn't really get to shine until the end of the film. And what I loved about how he was doing Grindelwald was he was doing it very understated. It, this was not the Johnny Depp of Captain Jack Sparrow and the Mad Hatter and yeah. Willy Wonka. It yeah. was not like over the top. It was very like normal and believable and very charismatic. And, um, you know, I think that's, you know, they're supposed to be these sort of Hitlery, Mussolini, you know, like charisma leader things going on um and i thought i thought he did that really well it it reminded me of some politicians of our current day unfortunately (laughs) yeah uh zoe kravitz is in the movie yeah Mm -hmm. surprised by that she's a big pretty big role because being being that she had 
no role pretty other than a photograph in the first film. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was uh was kinda neat to see her. Um uh, trying to think if there's anybody that just jumped out. Uh there was there was one moment that I really liked. Oh, Nicholas Flamel is in the in the film, which I really liked. Yeah. That was one of those things where um it was definitely a week to the Harry Potter fans, but it was a situation where you didn't need to know his backstory. Right. They gave you enough of that. Um, and they sort of explain, he explained who he was. Um, and I suspect that in the future we're going to get more of him and we're going to learn more. They gave yeah. just enough of him. But I love that when he opened up his like wall safe, that the philosopher's stone was in the, in the safe. It's like right. that another kind of winky thing. Continuity wise. I liked a lot. Yeah, it's like, it's not really necessary to the story, but if you, you know, if you know the that universe, then. Yeah. You'll know it. Well, the, mir- it the mirror of Erised was in the film. And, yeah. Uh, you got to see a dark arts, defense against dark arts class, which I think was pretty cool. Um, we didn't actually get to Newt getting expelled in uh no we got a little bit of their school years briefly yeah but yeah i think it'll be interesting if they if they or i guess maybe he didn't get expelled i guess is the story i don't really know again it's it's one of those background things that i forget so you know viewers feel free to let us know or maybe they'll they'll explain it later on in the movies i think there's gonna there's more to alita Strange, I think, than they I think they gave Lita? us just enough. Lita, 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 not Alita. Not that's Alita. that's a different movie. Yeah, <laughs> um, keep seeing that trailer. Yeah, um, but yeah, I uh, I know I just kind of like bad a bunch of stuff in the film, but I, I did I did like it. I thought thought the performances were fine. I thought the the kid who played young Newt got Eddie Redmayne's mannerisms down to a T. Yeah. I, it, it almost seems like maybe they CGI'd a young Eddie Redmayne because it was so. It, it wasn't. I, mean, I don't think they did. But yeah, I don't think they, they did. They, they I'm saying it was. Well it and, was done in a way that yeah. was so like his that it, it's almost hard to distinguish the mannerisms. Yeah. Um. I. Uh, so you want to talk about the set design? Yeah, because um, that's your thing. <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, the, the biggest, the biggest one, the main one that that stands out to me. I mean, all the sets in all these movies are always amazing, but the in this one we get to see the French Ministry of Magic. Uh-huh. We've seen previously, obviously, the English and the American. Although we got a, we got some new stuff in the British Ministry of Magic. Yeah, it was it was really cool that first shot of yeah. the bird flying in. Yes, yeah. I agree. Um, it had a bigger scale than we've seen before. Um, but the French Ministry of Magic was incredible. Like, they did such a good job of using French Art Nouveau style, but making it more grand and more magical and, like, different. Well, you say it's like more magical, like. Do you mean like, like things moving around on their own, or do you mean no? I mean like, it's not the way that stuff would have been used in that time period. Let's say 
you know, in Harry Potter terms, by muggles. Like, right. it's not like a historical representation of a building in that time. Sure, okay. It's it's a play on that that makes it fit with this universe, this yeah. magical universe. Like, yeah. they just did some really incredible, like, huge things in that. And I, I, I wonder how much of it was CG and how much of it was built sets because some of those sets are massive. Like, they're, you know, yeah. they're in a... You know, huge domed like lobby area or whatever. Well, almost, it's... almost the whole thing was shot at Shepperton Studios. If that gives you an idea, it's probably yeah. largely CG. Largely CG, I'm sure. Um, but they did just a fantastic job of the details. They did shoot at the real like <coughs> the real Hogwarts Castle thing. You know, oh, yeah. the, mm-hmm. I can't remember what the actual place is called, but they they did shoot the exteriors and some of the interiors back at that that place in the same location. Yeah, the the and the colors of the French Ministry of Magic are great too. Like they use that green that copper turns as yeah. oxidized, yeah. but they pull that into like everything like else. The Statue of Liberty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like everything is that color. Yeah. <laughs> like they yeah. just took that color palette and ran with it. And that was a theme. That was definitely a theme for France in general. Yeah, uh, I noticed um, the the statue that pulls that. That's sort of like the doorway to getting into the wizarding the magical area. Yeah, yeah, area of uh, of Paris was also that that copper that you're talking about, yeah. that green copper. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good observation. I like the shroud that encompasses the city as a call to all of Grindelwald's followers. Yeah, thought that was pretty cool. Um, I I wish I understood the beast thing at the fire beast at the end better. Um, I thought it was cool. Fire beast. So, like, there's this big ring of fire that kills a bunch of wizards. And oh, then right. they're like, we got to contain it or else it'll destroy all of Paris. It's like... Oh, it turns... It like where did that come grows from? grows out into a But, but like, where did, where did this, like... It's gonna... Do, like, <clears throat> again... Like, we don't... It, it's, we don't understand yeah, we're not the, privy to what that is. Yeah, so it's like, we just have to take everything they say at face value. I don't know if it was J.K. Rowling, 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 however you say it. Uh, I don't know if it was her as the writer that's at fault for some of these things. I suspect it is. You know, sometimes, you know, writing books and, and I mean, it's not like she's new to writing screenplays, but no. this felt like uh, more like a book than it did a, a movie to me. You know, all of these things would have been neat, to, would have been fine to read because you spend a lot of time right. reading. You sort of know what you're in for. But a movie should be, it should be faster paced and it should contain, move and it should yeah. contain pertinent information. And, you know, you should be able to understand everything and not just have to just take everyone's word for it. Right. So that's. It was fun. Yeah, um, yeah, of course fun. it was it's, fun. It was a fine movie. It's just pretty average for me. Yeah. But I think there's there are other movies in the theater right now that I would want people to go see more. More, more important films. I think there are more important films out there to go see. I think there are better films out there to go see. Okay. I mean, and, I, yeah. And if you're curious about what those are, listen to some of our other episodes. Because... <laughs> We did episodes on it. We're, we're trying to do more of these 
now playing things. There's going to be, you know, two, hopefully two episodes of You the Right Thing every week, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, at least one of those will be a new, you know, in the theater film. Some weeks it'll be two. Some weeks maybe even three. We're getting into that season. Awards season when we're, like, trying to yeah. cram as many movies in as we can. Yeah. Um, well, we'll have access to screeners soon, and yeah, we won't have to see everything in the theater. But all right, well, our next podcast is Widows, uh, so uh, stay tuned for that. And, and do you want to tell them the Instagram? Oh yeah, sure. Why not? As as usual. I didn't. I, yeah, I don't always. I forget sometimes. But thanks yeah. for reminding me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at. VTRT movies and uh, you know wouldn't mind if you followed interact with us a little bit tell us what you want us to watch if there's a theatrical film that that's coming out that you want our take on uh, let us know because we'll, we'll go see it we'll do a we'll do a, a short episode on that um, I think we're hoping to do a green book and hoping uh, maybe yeah. we're thinking about Robin Hood you yeah, know, maybe that might be one. Maybe Robin we think that people might be on the fence on that, so it might be good for us to go see it. Yeah, but let us know what you guys think because we we want to hear from you. Okay, uh, do you want to tell them your Instagram? Uh, or mine is at Blueprint Betty. It's mostly design related. I do put some set design stuff on there maybe occasionally, can, but maybe you can put some yeah, Fantastic Beasts stuff yeah. on there. All right. Well, then, until next time, Bond Cinema.